I got something to talk about. This world is messed up and crazy. How I'm supposed to know? How I'm supposed to show? Afraid you see me, then afraid you let me go. Somebody paid me the way. I'm just trying to grow. Start a fire, let them see the smoke. Angel wings in the streets of gold. Loose change, gotta pay the toll. And it's a rocky road. They try to tell you to stop. They don't want you at the top of the spot. You gotta take you it. Gotta take you it. gotta make it. You gotta break it, chains. You gotta break it, chains. Uh, you gotta break them chains. 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 You gotta break them. Well, the sound seems to be working, so we seem to be good. Um, this is going to be an experiment. Um, I hope to do this once a week. Hope to get some time to get on here by myself, because I think a lot of times I'm coming on here and I have other guests and, and I get to talk a little bit about what my thought process is and what I'm doing, but... Um, or my thought process is on any specific topic, but I don't get to really just voice on exactly how I feel. In addition to the fact that I think getting on here by yourself every once in a while um, will also allow you to be vulnerable and not feel like you're being judged by someone that's sitting right here, even though uh, anyone that watches this is, is going to have a certain feeling. But one thing I want to do is, and I've been thinking about this, is bring a lot more energy to this because this is the thoughts that I'm passionate about. Um, and hopefully, you know, I'll have some responses. I know not a lot of people are going to watch this live, but if, you, if you're watching this later and have a, and have a response, definitely uh, DM me. Or uh, if you do catch on to this live, um, definitely shoot me um, a message or uh, you can also um, call in. So 313-451-9746, which is behind me, and I also put it on the message, but whatever. So starting out, I wrote down um, some different topics that, that Ultimate Bachelor is about because that's what I hear a lot is that I don't, uh, explain it exactly what it is enough. And when other people come in here and we're having different conversations, they're always asking me, what is Ultimate Bachelor exactly? And, and why is it started? And, and where are you going with it? And all that stuff. So once again, the whole point of it is to have some uncommon conversations that people don't normally have, uh, especially men. So women, a lot of times, will, will come in and... Uh, Getting computer messages. Um, we'll come in, or I shouldn't say come in. They'll hang out and have conversations all the time that um, will help them grow. Right? They'll talk through things. They'll they'll um, gossip. They'll work through things with their friends. Guys don't often do that. A lot of times, it's either surface conversations or something that's unrelatable to their lifestyle or what they hope to be it's either about sports or girls or, or that kind of thing but not usually in the way about relationships you will have that closest friend that you share a lot of that stuff with but um most times you're not really having um conversations with people that are really going to uh 
with guys that is guys aren't having conversations that are really going to get people uh, moving. So that's what Ultimate Bachelor is, having those conversations and, and basically just opening their eyes. I had a post the other day that um, I did get some reaction on my DM when I was saying that this is really just for like your average person. Uh, Ultimate Bachelor is really just so when you listen into it, you relate to it in the most and you're like, dang, I, I think about that. Or I just had a conversation about that the other day, but uh, you know, I don't usually talk about that or that doesn't get talked about a lot. So that's what Ultimate Bachelor is. The topics that I'm going to go down today, I'm going to go down several topics today um, that Ultimate Bachelor will touch on if they haven't already. Um, give my thoughts, give a little insight to me. And then as I continue to do this moving forward, um, I hope to get on one of those subjects and, and, uh, and go deeper on them. So um, if, if, I, if I touch on a subject that anyone that tunes into this while it's going live cares about, I'm going to put in uh, the call-in number now and uh, definitely call in and we'll, uh, we'll chat about it if you have something to say. So there's that. But the easy ones, right? Ultimate Bachelor talks about uh, relationships, talks about uh, fitness. Talks. We just had a sex thing I posted up today. Uh, that's a series with Nina that uh, that I'll be doing once a week. So there'll be other ones that dive deeper into that. Mental health was a big one we had. Um, what else? What else? Uh, lifestyle, motivation, reaching your goals, all these things. Um, and that's some of what that group is that I posted about the other day as well. So as we go down it, um, you know, we'll we'll definitely dive deeper each week. But just kind of skimming over the top today. So I'm trying to decide exactly where. I should start because I wrote down some notes and uh, I'm actually just going to give my true thoughts and I'm pretty sure anyone that's talked to me long enough, they're not going to be a surprise to them. But if this is your first time hearing me speak um, outside of one of our podcasts, uh, I really don't give a fuck, really. Um, so I say a lot of shit. I don't say a lot of shit on my podcast, but in the grand scheme of things, I've been through some stuff and I feel like I'm 35 for, for my age, I've been through a lot, but I think everyone could say that, right? Everyone's been through uh, shit in their lives, and whether you talk about it or not, um, you come out one way or the other. So I'm going to do this as if uh, I don't care. Um, and, you know, by the end of it, some people might have some stuff to say, um, but but in the grand scheme, I think, uh, I think a lot of people will agree with a lot of stuff that I have to say, and... Uh, and they'll go from there. So, um, oh, got a couple of comments on other posts. But anyway, so we'll start with relationships, right? Let's let's start with a little shock value because I've been married. I've had other relationships. I've uh, had things that were not really relationships, but um, you know, maybe one or the other thought they were. And, uh, and they were interesting. So to start there, I'll definitely take a drink before I go into this one. But uh, literally, I would start any relationship conversation with girls ain't shit either. And I think any guy that's been in a relationship would agree with that. Because uh, all the time in a relationship, you hear about the dirty shit that a guy did whether that being being manipulative or controlling or 
cheating and all that shit. And girls do all the same shit, yet they don't get in the same trouble or get the same stigmatism because guys don't sit around and cry about it. Or or guys don't gossip to each other and then cry about it uh, to their friends. But I want to make sure that I say it here first, breaking news, girls ain't shit either. Um, in recent relationships, um, it, since I'm being vulnerable and putting it all out there, I've been cheated on, like for real, like some shit. Uh, you, you know, every guy knows what it's like when, actually, we're going to start here. Why is it that girls don't, no, they want to ask a question, but they don't really want the answer until, no, how do I say it right? Girls will ask a question, but they're not satisfied with the answer until it's the answer they want. So when you talk about a girl asking you why you're not giving them more, a girl's asking you uh, the answer to really any question. Until you give them the answer they want, it's not a sufficient answer. And a lot of times the answer they want is a lie, which then starts a whole bunch of shit as we go down relationships. So that's one thing when I do my relationship one, and that may be the next one I do when I really dive into since I started with it here, but... Uh, uh, all that. So I want to make sure I, I touch on all my feelings on relationships. The other thing that I would talk about in relationships, I just had a conversation today about online dating. Um, I definitely tried online dating after my divorce. Um, I met a lot of great people. Um, I think online dating is used by men for different reasons. There's guys that are looking for relationships. There's guys that are looking to fuck. Um, there's guys that are just looking that are lonely and just looking for actually looking for a date guys that don't really have the opportunity to uh find women in other ways so they go to that on the flip side women use it for something different in in the the comment i said for shock value and this is talking about online dating the comment i used for shock value at the time was i said there's men get on um online dating because, or dating apps, because men are shy, right? You hear all the time that the most attractive women will tell you they hardly ever hit on. So uh, online dating opens up the lines of communication for men. So I think it's a really powerful tool for that. On the flip side, and this was my shock value comment, women, for a woman to be online dating, there has to be a certain amount of uh, desperate right? And that sounds really bad, but in actuality, if you think about it, if you've been on it and you're a girl, there's a little amount of desperate and it's good. I think it's a good thing because I think uh, women oftentimes can get in their own way, right? They will judge a new guy based on what they saw in an old guy. And so this guy never even gets a chance because he's just like that. A woman will tell you whether they're right or wrong or or lying or not, a woman will tell you that she's never basing, you know, uh, her opinion on a guy strictly based on looks. However, online dating forces them to make that first swipe, right or left, based on how they look. I mean, you could read the profile, but when she's really humming through it, she's not. She's looking at how you look, looking at what your pictures look like, and making the judgment that way, making her, in a way, more like a guy and helping her get out of her own way to maybe give a guy a chance that she wouldn't normally give a chance to. So 
online dating, relationships by way of uh, going deeper into relationships, I think is, is something that's big because um, I think for me, obviously being married and, and I touch on that several different times in different podcasts and what that means to me, but me being married, I think that brings a certain amount of, I don't want to say expertise, experience to my conversation not uh, being able or being blessed with whatever you want to call it, however douchebag this sounds, but being blessed to be able to go on dates and, and have women attracted to me, God bless those women, um, and, you know, God save them, but uh, that that were willing to date me, that gave me different experience. And then obviously looking from the outside and, and having conversations, like I said, uncommon conversations and talking about what other guys are experiencing, guys that have more luck with women, less luck with women, um, guys that really just haven't figured it out yet, guys that are married, uh, guys that are married that don't want to be married anymore, uh, guys that are married that act like they're not married, um, guys that aren't married that act like they are married so a full range but looking at all that in totality and and bringing that into my conversation i think um i think i i'm told i won't i won't even say for myself i think i'm bringing different aspects of the conversation into uh the opinions and and statements that i make and i, I think it works out well so Relationships are that. I, I, I'm not going to go too deep because I could literally make that a whole conversation for right now. But next, um, if you go from relationships, you go to sex. So I just had the conversation with Nina Kudney. Um, that conversation was a little abstract, so it was tough. But I think this is something that I really, really want to be able to dive into and really get into the specifics of specific subjects because or, or uh, sections of sex because... In the grand scheme, I, I feel like I keep it really, really simple, right? I don't, um, I don't venture too far off to, to say that I do a bunch of freaky stuff. I don't have a bunch of sex toys. I don't have a sex swing. Um, there's a lot of stuff I haven't experienced. Um, I have had sex enough to have uh, kids, so there's that, and sex with other women in my lifetime as well, too. So a little bit of experience on my own. But what really interests me and, I, and what I'd love to have conversation on is uh, the different things that come with sex. You have, you have swingers, you have, uh, guys and girls. And I hate when only guys are classified as players. Cause I know some girls out there that get it in as well. And, and they're not getting judged because a girl, you know how they play off being players is they say that we can't judge them because a guy who sleeps around uh, is a player and a girl that sleeps around is a slut. So then we want to be all respectful to a girl that hooks up with a lot of guys, but she's still hooking up with a lot of guys. So I'm calling those girls players too. And we're going to keep it even for everyone. But for the point, I think um, there's an interesting aspect and everyone judges uh, the sexuality of someone that's different than how they are, right? Um, obviously if you're gay or not gay, you, you really can't relate at all, right? If you're swingers versus someone who is totally uncomfortable with that, you can't relate. If you're someone that does a whole bunch of freaky stuff and that I should be careful with that because, uh, calling 
things that are outside your box freaky is really unfair too right because just because you it's something you don't do doesn't mean it's necessarily that far out there because because people are doing some strange stuff one thing nina brought up to me that um that i'm ridiculously uncomfortable with but just to bring up an example is guys who appreciate uh anal stimulation obviously the prostate's right there and she's educating me on this as we have more conversations but Nothing's allowed over there for me uh, for several different reasons. I believe it's an exit route only, and I'm probably going to have to keep it that way. It's going to take a lot of something for me to change my view on that. But I feel like through the conversations with Nina that a lot of guys need, don't need that, but they really like uh, that type of stimulation, right? And so the first inclination of me is to go because it's something I'm uncomfortable with but at the same time there's a she's saying there's a lot of people out there like that and what happens is you have a guy that that's the type of stimulation he likes but he's with a girl who's uncomfortable with it right so you have something he may really like it so you have something that's really uh important to him that the girl he's with is is uncomfortable with and so you know those type of conversations. So you'll see those type of conversations in, in uh, as that series moves on with Nina, which, like I said, I'll be doing that once a week, um, having those conversations with her, seeing uh, what new stuff that I can learn. Um, I learned some stuff in the last one, but it was really just abstract. But, but sex is something I'd really love to dive into, and, and that's really something more I like to dive into more when um, I have someone on with me um, that – that can debate it, right? Because once again, like I said at the start, if you're discussing sex, you're really only going to talk about and be able to bring light on what you're comfortable with. Because it's not, because I think sex is also a subject where if it's something you're uncomfortable with, you're not really uh, researching anything outside. Whereas, you know, in religion, right? If it's religion and you are a certain religion you'll still do some research on a different religion just to understand it but as far as sex goes i you know if you're conservative you don't want to hear anything about what um you know people more liberal with their sex uh more free love with their sex have to say about it so there's that sex uh, mental health mental health is one thing i actually will go a little deeper into on this but um we did a mental health talk in this studio and it ended up being like two hours and probably could have gone even longer. Um, one of the things I don't like to do on our podcast is let one person talk too much to where they're telling too many stories and they're, they're going too far on one subject or are talking about themselves too much, too much. But, uh, mental health is really something like you really can't get around that. Like when you get into a story, you really got to explain it the whole way through um, and there's so many different things, especially for men that have to do with mental health that aren't talked about that I really, when I went to cut that conversation down, I didn't want to cut anything out because I didn't want something that a guy, um, some other guy had to talk about, um, or, or was dealing with to get left out. Um, because I actually got a lot of messages back, um, from, from the people who did go listen to that. Um, who, you know, had something to say about one aspect or wanted to agree with one aspect or, or whatever you want to call it. So there's that. Um, 
when I think about mental health, um, I'm saying um a lot, so I feel that, so I apologize. But mental health to me is a weird one. I feel like I have a ton of confidence in a lot of stuff I do. I think a lot of that confidence comes from the preparation that I put or the, the thoroughness that I put into almost everything I do. So um, when it comes to the work I do and or the way I treat people and I just feel really good about myself, if, if that's okay to say. Um, I feel really good about the things I do. I, I feel like I'm not out there trying to screw people over intentionally. I'll put it that way if, if anyone's ever gotten the raw side of a deal with me. But I'm not out there to screw people over intentionally. I try and help people as much as I can. Um, I feel good about myself, which then makes it hard to relate, being totally honest, with someone who doesn't, someone who has depression or someone who has a drug addiction or any other addiction. Um, you especially an addiction that I totally can't relate to. Um, I'm only saying this because I had Greg in here recently um, doing the social media um, podcast. No, not social media. We did uh, uh, with the comedian. And he also was on the mental health episode talking about um, his gambling addiction. Um, I've had another friend who I'm begging to get in here, but he had a drug addiction, a pill, pill addiction, he was drinking a little bit, not drinking too much. Um, you got people with sex addictions, um, people addicted to, to so much stuff. And I though, and I stopped myself right there, but understanding addiction and how it controls your life is tough for me because if I'm addicted to something, I'm just not aware of it. Um, not that acting like I'm better than anyone. In addition to the fact that just because I don't understand it doesn't make it valid. I think that's the mistake a lot of people make is that, they're not always looking to understand what's going on with someone else. I think you're out there to try and help someone. I think you're uh, accepting someone for who they are. But I, but un, true understanding, I think, is what brings about a better way or a change or anything like that. When you talk about race, when you talk about, uh, like I said, addiction and helping someone truly get through it. Um, that And that's why a lot of times people with addiction, I feel like... Uh, confide in each other, whether it be AA groups or I say AA, but uh, addiction groups or uh, accountability partners. It's because there's that true understanding of, of what they're dealing with and uh, they can probably help them the most because they have some of those same feelings. So there's that. I'm going to take a drink. Hold on. Another thing I think about when I think about mental health is why you wouldn't want to get better, right? And I say that because a lot of times you see people who the addiction or the bad side of what they're dealing with becomes what they're comfortable with. And getting through, is getting through what I want to say, uh, they revert back to it is probably a better way to say it, just because it's comfortable. So. You'll look at someone who has ruined their life with a, a certain medium of destruction, whether that be alcohol or pills or whatever. They've ruined their life. They lost their job, lost their family, um, lost their health, whatever. And then times get hard again. And that's the first, you know, maybe they'll clean up. Times get hard again. That's the first thing they go back to, knowing what it's done to them before. Um, understanding that is something that's really tough for me as well. 
Um, I try and think back to the things in my life that have made me unhappy. Um, you know, obviously getting divorced, um, lost one of my closest friends um, at a you know really young age for me and for him um, to to a rare form of heart cancer that I, I haven't talked a lot through. Um, other hearts, uh, a business partner in the relationship with that, that, that went bad. Um, you know, like I said earlier, relationships, relationships really weigh on me a lot. And maybe that's something I can relate to when you talk about mental health, because, um, I think it's some, if you really care and you really put yourself into a relationship, which I think was hard for me to do and you know, sorry if my ex or anyone that knows her ex-wife that is, or anyone that knows her ends up listening to this, but I don't, I just don't think I knew how to put myself fully into, and I'm getting back into the relationship talk, but I don't think I knew how fully to put myself into a relationship until after I was married, because I saw the mistakes that I made being married. Um, she was the most phenomenal girl ever, just not the right girl for me. So moving forward after that, learning how to fully put myself into a relationship and then being disappointed, right? Um, you know, that's that's really where my mental health and, and downfall would probably uh, come into place because guys cheat all the time. And here's my double standard, right? Guys cheat all the time. That's a, a stigmatism that guys get in relationships more than anyone else. Um, but guys, a lot of times, and I feel safe in this, guys will cheat for um, sex, which I think is fair. It's a, kind of an animalistic need. Um, I talk a lot in podcasts about animalistic needs and, and tendencies that are based on animalistic behavior, but guys will cheat a lot of times for sex. And if a guy, ladies, if your guy cheats for sex, you should feel really happy because um, that could have been one of a hundred different girls. So it doesn't really mean that he had much stake in the game. Um, guys like some attention on top of that. But for the most part, if your guy just cheats for sex on some random occurrences, um, you have it better than you think. Because when a girl cheats, that's really fucked up. And that's the double standard right there. Um, because, like, she really meant that shit. And, you know, uh, I see a, I have a couple of people, people on, so I'll definitely take anyone that wants to tell me something different. But when a girl cheats... She, she like thought that shit out and, and some girls. Yeah. Okay. You guys went out, you got drunk, you, you did some shit, you know? Okay. That's the same level as what a guy does most time. But when a girl like really calculates that shit and like has to put some, some thought and some lying, some deceit and some, cause you know, this is one thing I say all the time. When a girl tells you something, if you're in a relationship and I, I tell my guy friends this all the time, I should say. If you're in a relationship and your girl tells you something, like she worked up the the strength to tell you some shit, like she's been thinking about that shit for a week, probably, at least two or three days before she brought it to you. And she's been mad at you. So when you were wondering why she was quiet on Tuesday, it's because she was fucking mad about what she talked to you about on Friday. So same shit when they cheat, though, because they really think it through. They've talked to a couple friends. So if your girl's cheating, fuck her friends, too. No, don't fuck her friends. I mean, fuck her friends. Like, fuck them. Because they co-signed on the shit for a girl that's really, really cheating. Her friends were in that shit, too, and helped and lied and were probably fucking there um, and all that shit. So for the, for the instances that I got cheated on, 
because I already said that. Fuck uh, her and fuck all her friends and anyone that was associated with it. So there's that. Um, but that's the shit that fucked me up, right? Because uh, got quick disclaimer, I don't think it's okay for anyone to cheat. <laughs> Even guys. Guys, don't cheat on your girls. If you got a good girl, don't cheat on her. If you don't have a good girl, break up with her and just go do your thing. But, so that said. But it fucked me up because all the thought and really uh, shit that goes into a girl cheating, guys don't deal with that. How many, how many people cheat all the time, whether it's just an emotional relationship, it's a couple fucking texts, you... You go out, like I said, you get drunk, you do some shit, and you don't do it again. Um, you're having a real online relationship, relationship with someone at work. There's a, there's a bunch of fucking cheating that goes on every day. So make sure that's clear. But guy, how many guys have talked to one of their friends about a girl cheating on them? Um, I know I have a good friend that I confide with in that shit. But... Um, and, and I've cussed a lot, so if you haven't noticed, this this conversation is not safe for work and not safe for your kids. I'm getting a text by someone that I saw was on this shit, so let me see. <laughs> anyway, anyways, if guys don't talk about it, right? And so as, as you can imagine, you know, moving on to another relationship uh, after being cheated on, you it's really hard to deal with that on your own, right? You need to talk through some shit. You need to understand some shit. That's why, guys, when you cheat on a girl, she's asking you every question, right? She's asking you questions that actually make it worse for her because she wants to know every detail, all that stuff. I don't know which is the right way, right? I don't know if guys do it better, if women do it better. All I know is that a lot of guys move on to other relationships, probably including myself, without really dealing with, with things that happened in the previous relationship. So point being, mental health for me goes there. Um, and as we go on with the mental health series or, or collection of conversations, I, wanna, I do want to make sure um, all types of things that guys don't deal with get talked about. And, and you know, my mic is open. Um, if you're not where I'm at, you can call in. I can Skype you in. I can do a lot of things, um, but those are conversations that need to be had. Mental health is so important. I'm seeing it more and more as I start to talk about it more because, like I said, uh, I have a lot of uh, confidence in myself in the things I've done and in the way I think, but uh, that doesn't mean that you know I can't learn from experiences someone else has had or it doesn't mean that there's not an addiction on the horizon for me you know, coming up years from now. So moving forward from mental health, not to move forward, but next, next thing, um, lifestyle, lifestyle, the good life. Um, lifestyle is something I think is really underrated. And when you say lifestyle, I think everyone has a different, uh, definition of what lifestyle is. Drink break. If you got a drink, take a drink. With that said, one of my favorite drinks is champagne. If you haven't tried the barefoot bubbly champagne, any one of the flavors, uh, do try. Drink break.
with that said, lifestyle is something that um, I love to think about. I think uh, a lot of times when people associate the conversations that have to do with lifestyle, they think that they're shallow things, how much money you make, uh, what kind of car you drive, what kind of house you live in. I think it includes that, what you look like. Do you go to the gym? Um, what do you like to do? What are your hobbies? What kind of partner do you like? Do you like someone who's really driven? Do you like someone who's really attractive? I th the funny thing is, all those things I just listed, if you don't want any of those things, I think you're an idiot. Or you're lying to yourself. And if you're going to tell me that you don't care about any of those things, then you're lying to me too. Lifestyle, I think, is so important. And I think one of the things that really opened my eyes to lifestyle and really enjoying your lifestyle and making sure you have the lifestyle you want was, once again, getting divorced. Because when I got out of it, I saw the way that different people live. I saw the way, excuse me, I saw the way that married people live when they're unhappy, right? Because your marriage is part of your lifestyle, right? If you're married and all you do is argue with this person, you can't stand them, you dread every day, you dread every conversation with them, you, you know, you're only having fun and you're only happy with this person 20% of the time. I love love. I love the idea of marriage. I love all these things. But at the same time, fucking get divorced because you really only have one life. And are you going to spend 20 to 25 years? Are you going to spend five years? Are you going to spend two years unhappy with someone that, you, you know, because you're supposed to be with them because you got married? Once again, I wish I didn't get divorced. I wish I could have made it work. The first thing I urge you to do if you are unhappy with your lifestyle, that being marriage, that being anything, your fitness, your uh, the money you make, the job you have, the people you associate yourself with, your mental health in your lifestyle, fucking change it. Because after I got out of being married, and I didn't think I was unhappy when I was married, but I felt the limitations that were on me for who I am as a person, my personality, the things I wanted to do. And I think if you have a conversation with someone who has found the other side, and I, I don't only mean by divorce, you know, someone that comes out of a job that they hate, or just a relationship with someone that's controlling, or that's just not good. It's not, you know, doesn't have to be terrible, just not good. Um, or if you get that new job that makes you a lot more money, and you're, you have access to travel, or whatever, or, or whatever it is. Um, those people that find the other side, I think, um, would tell anyone who they see living one way to to change up and and you know find a better way i think so there's that um also what comes with your lifestyle i think is educating yourself right so one thing i live in detroit now metro detroit and one thing i see and i don't have anything against this but Detroit is a place where I've seen and met more people that live here that have never even left like outside of 100 miles of here. They've gone on vacation for a week, whatever, they loved it, but they didn't go to school too far from here. They might even live in the town they're from. And I, and once again, I don't have a huge problem with that, but I think the experiences that you gain in going other places are, are huge, right? You see other cultures, you see different types of people. I think that's a huge thing that has to do with your lifestyle is, is what you've seen before. Um, the point of that was just 
going to see the world and going to see how other people live and, and doing all those things. So um, lifestyle is something that I tell people to take a huge pride in your lifestyle that you live. Own it. Shit, if you like making a lot of money, if you like doing stuff, if you like buying stuff, if you like having nice stuff, have it, right? If you like drugs, I've never done a drug before, so it's hard for me to tell you to do it. But, you know, I'm most talk, mostly talking about marijuana or, or some of the quote-unquote safer drugs. But, I mean, just live your life is the point. I think uh, you have too many people that are trying to limit what you're doing. And, and one thing I mentioned was hobbies, right? This whole podcast thing for me, I, I haven't made a dollar on it yet. If someone wants to pay me to do something, uh, I'm definitely welcome any of those opportunities. But in the meantime, it's something I was like, hey, I want to do this. I want to have conversations about how, you know, have conversations that men don't usually have, right? And then that went from, okay, I'm going to make a bunch of short posts um, on, on a blog to turn into a podcast to turn into me sitting here talking to myself, right? Look at, look at how that went. Went from me writing posts by myself to now me sitting in a studio that I spent money in by myself. I could have just kept it the first way and like recorded stuff on my phone. Um, it's, a, it's a twisted circle. But I love it, right? It went from that and, you know, if people have seen any of my videos as it's gone along, you know, it went from a written thing to two microphones in my basement with a TV behind me to in here with two microphones to now four microphones. And then the other day, I, I said this to a couple of people, the other day we had six people in here doing uh, a podcast that was uh, the social media one, if, if you go check out my YouTube. But so... I just got in it and went in it and got passionate about it. Find, find that, right? I think there's too many people, and I know too many people, that it confuses the hell out of me when they don't have anything they do. And maybe I just don't see what they do, but I see that, and it it frustrates me because I'm like, you could be so much happier if you just knew what you were passionate about. They're just doing a job just to do a job um, when I see more potential in them or, you know, they – they don't really care about anything enough. And, you know, I think that shows when you talk to other people, right? Like if you have a passion outside of just living, you know, breathing is what I mean. Um, you know, it, it shows you're, I think you're so much happier and, and maybe I'm way off, but there's that, um, which kind of leads into motivations, right? I'm really big on how, you know, knowing what your goals are, knowing what your motivations are. Like I have no problem sharing my goals. Um, you know, I feel like some of my goals are materialistic. Some of my goals are, are, uh, really far fetched. Some of my goals are realistic. I think, you know, um, when you talk about the materialistic ones, I, you know, my goals are in the gym, you know, I don't work out and people have heard me say this before. I don't work out for myself so much, you know, it feels good. Sure. It also feels good to sit on the couch and not go work out. Um, but I feel like I work out for the people that have to look at me or, or, uh, be with me or, or, um, have sexy time with me. Anyways, um, for those people that have to look at me, deal with me, be with me, all those things, um, me working out puts me in a better mood. Me working out hopefully makes me a little bit more attractive or stay 
you know, this ugly mug doesn't get any worse at least. So um, that's one of my goals. Uh, I want to make as much money as possible. I, is that okay to say? I know a lot of people uh, resent that, but I have no problem saying I'd love to be rich. Um, I'd sacrifice a lot of stuff to be rich too because um, everyone's like money won't buy you happiness. But I, uh, I, mm, I feel like the only people that say money won't buy you happiness are people that have none or people that have like so much and make decisions that it, even though they have a bunch of money, it still stresses them out. Um, because I for sure know that people that, don't have money and want to do a lot of things aren't as happy so have no problem saying i'd love to have a lot of money um some of my other goals that i do feel or probably have better conversations about is i try and treat people a certain way um if if any i'm trying to help people as much as possible i'm you know if i have access to something that i can help someone get a step ahead i feel like that's always going to come back to you one way or the other um, I get people all the time that are like, you, you like stretch yourself in so many directions trying to help people. Um, you know, why are you doing that? Like, you know, you should be charging for that, this, that, or another. But once again, I feel like, you know, building relationships, networking, and the good that comes back to you in all those situations, uh, outweighs the sacrifice and work that you're putting into that. So, I feel like that's a goal I always try and do is treat people, as cliche as it is, treat people like I want to be treated because I feel like they come back and treat me that way when it when it comes down to it. Um, one goal that I have, obviously, having kids, um, not, and and you know this is another thing I can be vulnerable and honest about. I don't, I'm not the father I would really like to be, and and being that father is hard for me, right? Because um i one i don't live right where my kids are two i don't feel like i'm just the the raw raw dad um and by that i mean you have those dads that just love their kids um as as a baby they love that stage they love this stage they love i think me and my kids are getting a lot closer as they get older because i'm more of the type of person that um that is talking to them like a, they're adults. I, I'm not gonna baby a three-year-old. I'm gonna talk to them like I would talk to anyone else. And I feel like, at the same time, kids sometimes appreciate that when they have, you know, everyone else is in their face talking to them like a baby. Oh, you want this, you want that. And someone else talks to them, you know, I don't wanna say with respect, but um, in, a, in a different manner. So, um, definitely being a better father because even though I'm not that type of father and I do like the way I am with my kids, I could still be a better one. I could, I could probably have more time with them. Um, and that, you know, that requires some sacrifice and sometimes that sacrifice is made if I'm being honest and sometimes it isn't. Um, uh, I could, I guess, live where they are and, and, you know, deal with some of the circumstances of that. So there's all that as well. So, um, those type of things, the, those two goals. What else for myself as goals? Um, this podcast, I think this podcast is is actually opened my eyes, right? I started it to have the uncommon conversations I explained earlier, and it's taken a different route because everyone gets something different out of it, right? I'll have someone, you know, send me a message about one part of a conversation, 
um, I'll, I'll put it this way. I'll get four or five messages and they'll all be about different parts of the conversation, what, what they related to. And that's literally like the best feeling. Um, like I put on when I was setting up this event on my feed, I put that like people will send me messages like asking me what I think because they're in the middle of like a debate with a friend or a group of people asking me what I think on this one side. And I'm literally laughing to myself thinking, uh, what does my opinion matter? But I think I always try and speak my mind. I always try and speak educated. I always try and do research on whatever opinion I'm giving. So I'm going to take that as a compliment for the people that do that. And I love, uh, I love uh, that this has become a forum for that. I, that's one of the reasons I'd, I'd like for a lot of people to get involved because I don't want people just sending those messages asking me the question you know, I'll know this has done exactly what it's supposed to do when someone sends me a message saying, hey, can you get me in contact with so-and-so that was on your podcast? Because I related to what they said, and I think that was great. So that's a goal, motivations, all those things. Um, the next thing I had on my list was passions, which I think I kind of blended in over to that. But how many people out there, like, really, really, like, follow their passions, like, in life? Like, I think... Um, it's scary how many people never get to their passions or don't get to their passions until late in life, until something happens. <laughs> if you're watching this and looking at the chat, uh, the probably and the probably nots for the for the people that have seen the poetry that I put on my thing and the, on my feed and the uh, intro music I have on there. Um, that's the person he's talking about we can talk to him and he'll answer um he can shut the fuck up because i've asked him to come on here several times because his story is so crazy um if you go to his page i think you can get to his page from uh this chat but if you go to his page he has a podcast um mike uh comment what the name of that is on your on your page so they can go to your soundcloud he's got a podcasts that he did that he talks about the things he's been through and when you want to talk about mental health he's one of the people that I admire so much and we played basketball together in college and lost touch and you know um reconnected because I started doing this podcast and I saw some of the stuff he was doing on his feed and didn't even understand exactly how uh how much he had been through and he's it's crazy because he's so positive and he doesn't look at it the way other people do. He looks at it as, you know, I'm going to live my life the way I want to live my life. And you want to talk about passions. Now he's following music, right? And uh, it's crazy how he got to that story of following music. But, uh, and he's, he's commenting on here. But it's crazy how he found that passion. Uh, but even for him, you he's super happy now he had to go through a lot to get to this passion that he to his new passion which is music um you know what had he found that at a at a younger age would he not have had to go through drugs and and depression and uh, a lot of things that he went through uh, overdose and and addiction and all that so find your passion for for you and for the people that you're around i think because i think you're gonna uh, be a much better person when you have something that you like to do. Um, the last two things I put on here are just my pet peeves because I guess if I'm going to give a little insight to me and we're running on like 
eight minutes um and not very many people are probably watching up to this point if they start from the start not watching it live but um i want to make sure we keep it all on this live but pet peeves for me um but first and foremost i'd say are hypocrites right one thing i don't try and do is and i don't know if i've done this my whole life i don't want to act like i'm better than anyone else that um lives their life but one try one thing i definitely try and do is is don't do stuff that frustrates you that other people do don't bitch at someone about um something that you do all the time like open your eyes and be self-aware and know what you do and what you don't do and and i think admitting and being honest with you know someone who has to deal with you in addition to yourself makes you operate different right if you're if you open up about everything you do and the way you are um and that's one of the problems you know one of the reasons for this podcast and blog is because people don't people aren't honest with themselves aren't honest with the people that are closest to them and that's why relationships fail and i might put that that link so if you're watching this and you can i don't know how if they can grab that link or not but uh, i'll make sure people know how to get to it um but if if you're honest with yourself and honest with the people around you um i think relationships go totally totally different right um that's a pet peeve of mine uh i am really this is gonna crazy because this is a pet peeve of mine but it's also uh, a deficiency for me so i don't really understand i'm really organized with things being clean and tidy and picked up and i guess um, I don't know that the recording's working anyway, so you don't have to watch that. But if you look at the table around me, it doesn't look so organized. But I'm really anal with stuff being clean and tidy and stuff. But I'm really mad at myself with for my organization, right? I feel like I forget stuff a lot, which I'm trying to get better with my calendar. Um, and if someone plans something with me and you're not sending me a calendar invite, that's your fault, not mine, if I don't remember it. Uh but uh my organization with that uh, my organization of of ideas right so i feel like i get really passionate about an idea and i start the process to follow it through and i get off track and i may come back to it but i think what thing i'm really trying to work on now is following through on tasks you know um i want to i was about to say as they come but uh following through on tasks just in general um but i am proud of myself for for uh how tidy I am, which I think is the first step to being more organized in, in projects and following through and things like that. But so with that said, it confuses me. And I don't necessarily want to call it a pet peeve, but it confuses me how people live their life just like all over the place. Like, I feel like those are the people I always want to help because, um, and I know there's a couple of people that if they see this, they're going to be laughing and think I'm talking directly to them, but I'm not. But getting your your life together and getting in order is one thing I'm working on. Um, but people who don't who are unorganized and untidy and all over the place, helter skelter, but don't even realize they're like that. That's a, definitely a pet peeve of mine because then they get to blaming you for some stuff that they're have no control over. So there's that um, vulnerable uh, as the last thing on my uh, list. I think that's a tough one. Right. Because um, 
looking at these comments. Uh, I think that's a tough one for me, um, being vulnerable, because I've talked about a couple things through here, and it's it's hard to just lay yourself all the way out there. Um, I'm happy with who I am, but I feel like I still have a lot of improving to do. I think some of that's going to come organically with different experiences, but one thing I want to make sure I do, and I hope people hold me accountable to it. If they hear me say one thing on a podcast and say something totally different, um, is like when I put myself out there that that's the way it actually is. And that's the way I actually live. And then when I'm trying to make that improvement, you know, I'm taking that next step. Um, I think this can definitely be a, a forum where people can make themselves vulnerable. So anyone who someone just asked me my scariest fear and I got a couple of minutes, my scariest fear. Now I think my scariest fear, and I know I got totally off track from what I was talking about, but I want to make sure I answer that. Uh, my scariest fear now is trusting someone that's untrustworthy to be honest. And I touched earlier on, you know, getting my heart broken, a relationship, getting cheated on, things like that. But um, it's not even just that, it's friends. When I when I got divorced, I literally lost every friend I had from the city I lived in when I was married, except for one. Um, and to be honest, I don't even know that we were that good of friends when I was married. So he would probably just be the first friend I made after that. So not that those are bad people, the friends that I lost. Um, not to say maybe I didn't deserve losing some of those friends. I, I don't know that. That's probably a little extreme. But um, if my in my friendships, in my relationships, um, all that, I'm scared to death of putting too much into someone that is going to end up letting me down, you know, in a variety of ways. So um, there's that. But um, back to in making myself vulnerable, if... Oh, no, I was talking about using this as a platform uh, to, to, for other people to make themselves vulnerable. If it's someone here in Detroit, I, you know, I think you, this is definitely some, something some people should do. And like I said, as I move forward through this, I'm going to do this and I'm going to really hone down on some of the subjects I went abstract on today. But um, I think when people do something like this to where they talk through things, right? And I didn't talk through too many vulnerabilities today, some, but not too many. Um, and I went harsh on some of them um, for people that listen through. But uh, as I make myself more vulnerable digging down into some of these, I think that's something, whether it's talking to a friend of yours or putting it on a public platform, I think as you talk through them, you are really growing, right? Because you're, you're noticing it, you're making yourself um, aware and able to move forward and, and all that. So as I wrap up, that's, that's probably where I'd leave it is I'm going to do this, try to do this every Monday, hopefully do it around the same time, uh, next week. (laughs) If anyone was listening, they probably understand. I should probably go deeper into relationships since that's where I started. I had politics, I had fitness on this list. I didn't really go into those, but as I move through this, I'm going to really specify and really hone it down to some different subjects and uh see where it goes so for people who want to check this again um one i appreciate everyone that that you know tuned in here and and checked it out for a second hopefully you know we'll get some more people that that watch it um you know on the recording i'll probably put it on my highlights so it stays on here until next mondays but um i i invite anyone to 
um, you know, call in if, if there's anything. Like I said, 313-451-9746. I'll post it up again for next week's. Um, I'm up for any discussion. I'll try not to run from any subject. Um, hopefully not too many people are going to call in and try and put me on the spot. But, uh, yeah, let's do it. And, you know, if you want to call in anonymously, I don't think there's any way for someone to tell who's calling in. But it, you can call in anonymously and uh, and have a conversation about something you want to talk about because I'm sure it helps, you know, whoever else listens to it. Um, that's the one thing I found through doing it. So appreciate it. Um, appreciate the people that came on. Appreciate the people that watch it later. Uh, keep rocking with me. Thanks for the likes on Instagram. Um, DM me things that you want to talk about or see me talk about or talk about with other people. And uh, as always, let's keep it going.